This is Blurring the Lines with Adam Bell and Peter Nicolaitis, IT entrepreneurs. Adam and Peter take on the topics of technology, business, life, and the pursuit of happiness and blur them together in the 21st century. Good afternoon, good morning, or good evening, and welcome to the Blurring the Lines podcast. This is episode well, this is episode number 207, and I'm your host, Adam Bell. Joining me, as always, is my co-host, Peter Nicolaitis. How you doing, Peter? All in all, I think I'm doing pretty well, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's told you differently. Nobody's told me. To, uh, no, they haven't, actually. Yeah, you're right. I've been told I'm doing pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. Some people say we're on this side of the grave, and so you're you're doing doing well. Yeah, but I, I mean, we've got our health, we got got our family. We're I mean, we're upright. We have the liberty of doing a podcast in a first world. We're doing great. We're doing, you know, it could be a lot worse. Let's just put it that way. So. <laughs> oh man! So well, cool. Oh, you 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 put it in there. So I, you already got it. So I was going to ask you. How's the running know. knee? <laughs> the running knee. Well, it turns out um, the running knee is just fine. Uh, apparently, the uh, the old man knee is not so good. <laughs> Actually, it's it's better. It's better now. Uh huh. Um, so uh, since we last recorded, I saw a sports medicine doctor at uh, MGH. Uh, well, now MGB, Mass General Brigham. Mm -hmm. uh, this is what happens when Mass General Hospital and Brigham and Women's, you know, combine. Um, they just combine parts of the name. Uh, we still affectionately refer to it as MGH, which is an acronym for Man's Greatest Hospital. <laughs> so, um, so uh, yeah, I uh, saw him uh, last Monday, I think it was. And I, I think we spoke, I don't remember if we spoke about this on the podcast, but we definitely spoke about how um, I was getting my healthcare, you know, pre prepping for this year. And my plan was to max out my, you know, out of pocket, right? I was going to get all, because I have a lot of things to take care of this, this year. And, you know, I had a root canal plan. I've got still got something going on with the shoulder. Um, I had this little spot on my chest, which, you know, was a little concerning maybe, you know, and, and of course there was the knee. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, between the MRI for the knee, the root canal and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm completely, I'm, I haven't gotten all the bills yet, but I'm sure I've met my max out of pocket right at this point. It's only February. Exactly. Oh, boy, I tell you, man, February, July, January 2024 has been kind of sucky. But anyway, on the plus side, I saw a uh, sports medicine doctor and he looked at the MRIs and he said, yep, the problem's your meniscus. Um, and he says, first off, meniscus injuries don't come from running. And I was like, oh, he says, yep, it comes from aging. <laughs> Great. So it's uh it's an old man injury, not a uh not a, a but but hey, this is good. It's not a running injury. Yay. Yeah. So I didn't do it to myself. So um 
so yeah that's uh so i saw him and then uh, they said yeah you know you can talk to the talk to the front desk and they can go about scheduling it and they asked me said um when do you want to schedule it i was like i'm free tomorrow and the woman behind the counter kind of chuckled and she's like well we have next tuesday i was like okay <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, pardon the pun, I knee-jerk reaction and said, yes, I'll do that. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I uh, scheduled it and boom, got my, um, I had it repaired on, um, on Tuesday, a menis menisectomy, menisectomy, menisectomy. So, they removed a little piece of it. And I don't even know, I've got to ask him exactly, like, you know, how this how this works but they apparently removed a slice of the meniscus and i'm assuming then you know tightened everything else that, that was there um but um you know that was three days ago almost exactly three days ago that i was discharged from the hospital and i'm here standing on the second floor of my house mm -hmm. and i walked up here on my own power and you know i'm feeling pretty good um I'm taking occasional uh, Advil for mm -hmm. you know for the swelling, taking an aspirin every day just to keep uh, the blood from clotting, you know, blood clots from forming, and um, I'm icing it, and that's it. So perhaps sometime in the next five and a half weeks, I can start running again. So did did you have a torn meniscus? I believe so. Yes. Okay. Because yep. well, one, you know, I've heard. Uh, I've heard the term meniscus. I knew it was in your knee, but I really didn't know exactly what it was. So while you were telling me there, I was looking at the Mayo Clinic and what a meniscus tear is and why it would need to be repaired. Mm -hmm. And so it it can heal on its own. Can. Could. Can. Uh, however, a torn meniscus a torn in other cases torn meniscus requires injury and they show the different types of tears and so it looks like you know uh on the top of your bone your your big not your femur whatever your tibia oh, tibia on top of your tibia there is a bone shaped end and on the end it looks like it's the cartilage place where your knee pushes down on that and yes. i uh see where they're talking about the different tears so it could it's kind of shaped like a mushroom sure. head yes yes both sides yep it could tear off this way or it could split so it, the diagnosis yeah the diagnosis was medial compartment complex tear involving the middle and posterior medial meniscal thirds with fluid signal edema and inflammation along the adjacent joint joint line Mm-hmm. Fluid signal is seen as extending superiorly along the posterior aspect of the medial femoral condyle, surface irregularities of the articular cartilage. All right. Does it get more jargon than that? Yeah, that one's a little <laughs> more deeper than uh, me looking at a picture and knowing exactly <laughs> yes. So, and it said ACL and MCL show signs of remote injury. PCL and ACL are intact. And that was the good news. Mm -hmm. Intact ACL and PCL is what you want to hear. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. So he said, um, you know, let's, uh, let's do it. And they did it. Um, it was an arthros arthroscopic thing. So, you know, they make a tiny incision, stick a camera in, take a look around. 
slice, dice, repair, suture, and sent me home. And cool. there you go. Well, good. Yeah. Yeah. I, how much pain were you in? Minimal. So you I mean, mean before, before surgery? Before surgery. So I couldn't run without extreme discomfort. Okay. And and it was like I tr I would try running and it would be very like I definitely was having to limp. Mm -hmm. um, I could not sit like in butterfly pose or pigeon pose. Could not oh. do that. Okay. Like that, yeah, that external rotation that, you know, could do it. And I was telling the, the doctor, you know, what happened, like, well, you know, he says, so, you know, what happened exactly? And I was like, well, I was getting a massage and they were, you know, they finished off by mobilizing the hip joint and stuff and, you know, mm -hmm. essentially bent the knee and, um, hang on a second. Something is knocking. Someone is banging on the door. I think I have a, I have a delivery. Hang on. You got oh. a delivery. Oh. I think, oh, I think, I think my girlfriend got it, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I got to run downstairs. Okay. This just went down two flights of stairs to receive the Instacart delivery. <laughs> Whereas my girlfriend remains blissfully ignorant, tucked up in bed, reading her book or whatever. <laughs> <sighs> anyway. Success. <laughs> Success. <laughs> I, I have dinner. Dinner is here for the so we're good. Oh man. So where were we? Meniscus. Yeah. So you were you were described because I asked you to the extent of the pain, and then you were describing. Got it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it was stopping me from doing what I wanted to do, and like I I stopped running because every time I would run. Um, I would be in pain usually for a couple of days later. Mm -hmm. And also, um, I would like, it was just, I was unable to get comfortable, uh, especially like in the car or on a plane or on a train. Uh, <laughs> I just couldn't get comfortable easily. Mm -hmm. And like I was constantly, if it was, if my knee was extended, it would hurt. So I'd have to bend it. Okay. And then that would hurt. And then, you know, like, so basically if it was in light motion, everything was fine. Mm -hmm. But other than that, it, you know, if I was just sitting still, it was, it was uncomfortable. It made sleeping very difficult as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, and my doctor basically described that too. You know, he was like, I bet you, you know, you, you can't sit still starts to hurt. And I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So right off the bat, I was like, yep, he's, he's got it. You know, he's got, he, he, he understands me and he's got a fix. So let's do it. So we did it. And there you go. Yeah. I'm just suffering from old man knees too, but I don't think that I have anything torn. Um, it hurts to lunge like if i if i lunge yep. it, both both knees do do not like lunging but my mm -hmm. left knee really doesn't like lunging i mean knees but, knees aren't made to lunge were they i mean come on <laughs> the, yeah. but i can squat i mean like i can i could do an air squat i can i can go all the way to the bottom and while i mean I'm not saying I don't feel pressure in my knees from doing the squat. Um, I mean, yep. I wouldn't enjoy sitting in a squat for a 30 minute challenge. I'd tap out, you know, but it, it's not pain. It's just, yeah, it's a little bit stiff. Um, yeah, I don't like lunges and um, I cannot sit in a straddle. 
you know, where you hmm. put okay. your knees down and then you put your your feet on the sides of your legs. Can't yep. can't do that. And I think that's more of my flexibility than mm-hmm. I mean it it hurts it kills my Wait, knees. Straddle you put your feet on the sides of your legs. Where if you were to go straight down, not where you're sitting on your feet, but where your feet are so your your knees kind of point this way and then your feet are beside you where not if you go straight down and you're sitting on your feet i can sit on my feet i just can't put my feet a little bit out <laughs> okay okay got it <laughs> yeah. all right we'll get we're getting i don't there, remember so. what that yoga pose is but where you you sit and then you could then you bend back that's impossible yes. for me okay 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 so straddle in yin yoga straddle is just a a wide-legged split when you sit down and legs are out out wide okay but if you're are you talking standing standing up and your feet on your your knees kneeling kneeling knee on your knees on your knees yeah okay that's in yin that's called saddle saddle yes yes (laughs) okay Saddle, saddle pose i cannot do uh I mean, got it i, I got can't it. even lean i can't even put enough pressure to lean back it's got it got it got it order forward <laughs> yes so that was um saddle is something where i could definitely i would start to feel pain hmm. um if i did that it would also hurt for a couple of days afterwards mm-hmm. and i mean that was the real thing i was like okay i'm taking some time off you know i'm not running just doing light yoga but even like light yoga classes were starting to cause pain and mm-hmm. discomfort and i was like okay this is done we got i gotta get this fixed this is ridiculous mm-hmm. you can't tell me i go well you got to stop running okay fine well now you got to stop yoga too excuse me <laughs> I was like, yeah. so that that was not happening so yeah, yeah. Well, yeah i mean if you're if you can't even do yoga i'm like oh, i mean i can't do certain yeah. poses but not everything yeah 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 well exactly but i mean yin yoga right i mean it's supposed to be done you know doable by anybody there are a couple of poses like okay if you have this injury don't do this but mm-hmm. like you know i was you know, it was it was getting it was getting ridiculous so i'm yeah. glad we got rid of that so and speaking of yoga i mean since we're on the i hate oh well i i don't do it enough and that's the problem uh i think it's called fire log where you cross your legs you put one yes leg on your, yep I can't do that. It hurts my knees. I don't do that. That hurts my knees. So yeah, it doesn't hurt my knees. I just can't do it. I mean, I'm like, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Uh, but but I I will do a variation of that, like square pose, or um, uh, but I prop up. You know, like sit up on props, so mm-hmm. it's not as not as dynamic. And so yeah, so, yeah. yeah, that'd be helpful. So anyway, so. Uh, I'm glad to see, you know, because I was kind of surprised because I was out of town and you're like, hey, do a knee surgery on Tuesday. I'm like, wow. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) And then I came back and boom, I'm surgerized. Surgerized. (laughs) Surgerized. (laughs) So speaking of being out of town, so we we spent uh, two weeks in Fiji. Have you ever been to Fiji? Yeah. I have not been to Fiji. Well, if you anticipated a beautiful environment, much like Hawaii in its 
physical beauty not i mean it wasn't a volcano it, it was a volcano at some point but it's not a volcano a live active volcano and it's not volcanic rock now uh it is a beautiful atoll and a number of islands uh the we we really enjoyed it um the the fijian people are extremely welcoming and glad you're there and i mean they're like really grateful that you came you you went on vacation and you came there and, mm -hmm. which is kind yeah. of uh different than what we're used to experiencing a, a lot of tourist locations they're like we know that you're our number one industry but we resent you for coming here <laughs> yeah. that sounds like vermont yeah <laughs> can could you just save us the effort? Could you just send money and not come? Because that would that would really be better <laughs> for everybody involved. But no, they were a, a really it was a really cool place to go. We we visited the villages. Um, so they they are still um, there are cities there, but there is still a large village population and the villages follow the rivers and you know so you may if to get to the village that you want to visit you may have to go up the river hours to get to the 24th village mm -hmm. on the river mm -hmm. and um and it's very it's very primitive as, as far as these villages they uh they are getting solar energy because there mm -hmm. is no grid there uh they're getting water now with recent developments like uh, water that they it's not necessarily potable but they'll catch rainwater and be able to use it for showering and indoor plumbing that, okay. that they have never had um and i mean and this is 2024 um and so we got to visit those villages and i, I don't know if you know i mean you you know what cannibalism but fiji fiji was a big cannibal uh, island so i probably knew and forgot that yeah yeah i mean we knew of cannibals but you know like who i mean and it was a big big thing so like uh you know we heard a story they were they were talking about the buildings there and you may have seen them there they are uh cane or not or bamboo buildings and they would have had two big pyramids like two points and then it comes down to me it almost looked like some of old uh uh chinese architecture not okay. not the japanese roofs that are there's but but they had two points and part of that construction was you buried you as the builder you buried four of your enemies um in the posts so you killed an enemy you dug the hole and you put your enemy in underneath one of those poles so you were using their spirit to strengthen your house you know it's part of the you know the whole spiritualism of things where they would eat them they thought they were taking their powers by eating yes them. So, yes so they would yeah. take their powers and put them in the building yeah and obviously they they realized that the cannibalism when the uh christians came there and the christians didn't really come there until late it was like in the 1800s when they christians arrived and um and and they're actually have a, they have a really strong christian base now and what is interesting is so when the british colonized it they wanted in in true british empire you know form they came to the island he said we love your island 
This is perfect for sugarcane. You will now make sugarcane for us. <laughs> and they said, we don't want to make sugarcane. So we're just not going to work real hard for you. And they couldn't make them run the sugarcane plantations. So they went and brought indentured servants from India over who who had a real strong work ethic and would would do these sugar canes and they were okay. they were putting them on five five year term indentures so after two terms at, at 10 years they could return home to india but was the british uh empire going to actually flip the bill no no you it's your responsibility to get back to india i mean we've been paying you all along paying uh. you all along <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, you know, Fiji is about 50% uh, Fijian and 50% yep. Indian. And okay. uh, so it's, it's an interesting mix of culture there. And it's, um, and they're also, um, there are a lot of Muslim there with the, a lot of the Indians are Muslim and a lot of okay. Fijians are Christians. So there's yep. a, um, a unique mix there. And Apparently, you know, we were talking to him and, and it's been really stable for the last 20 years there. Mm -hmm. uh, but apparently there were coups there, military coups up to like, you know, 2003, you know, so 21 years ago, not long ago. It's not all that long ago. Yeah. So it's been it's been relatively stable, and like I said we we and we really enjoyed where we stayed. It was a house right on the ocean um very very reasonably it's not anymore we we as many days as we stayed there it would have cost the same to go to uh destin in the summertime <laughs> you know and mm -hmm. destin in the summertime is the high rate so yeah. it just really was very affordable to be there cool so well, maybe i should take a trip to fiji yeah i i would highly recommend it i mean All it's right. a long trip uh it's 10 hours from la Oof. In the <laughs> yeah. Oof. i'm definitely gonna want to break that up into two pieces i think yeah yeah um a lot of trips there are a lot of trips out there that go to fiji but they they um they like to round it out into auckland new zealand so they'll do a trip okay to fiji spend some days there and then go down to auckland uh we'd Got like it. to go to new zealand but we kind of we felt like one we didn't want to go on vacation get to a place unpack after a few days repack get on a plane mm -hmm. again go mm -hmm. to another country unpack <laughs> mm -hmm. repack go back home you know it would be like let's just stay in one place the whole time let's give new zealand new zealand time when we go to there mm -hmm. yep focus you know yeah. focus don't multitask focus it, it deserves <laughs> so we had a good time uh, well that's cool we went scuba dive we saw a uh, blue starfish never seen a blue starfish before i've seen one in comic books <laughs> yeah but i mean they were they were legit blue not like oh yeah i can see that's blue ish no bluish it's blue like indigo blue <laughs> that's pretty cool blue starfish that is cool yeah nifty yeah <laughs> all right <laughs> so all right now I, I i see in your and you also gave me a thumbs up on sherlock holmes and dracula that was awesome yes yeah. 
so I haven't talked about it in a little while, but you remember there was a time it was a couple of years ago I was running the um, weekly um, Sunday night game called Rippers. Mm-hmm. which was, you know, essentially the Victorian era Justice League. Um, that that book was essentially a Ripper's novel. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was very much like they changed a few things, but like all the characters that take place in there with the addition, you know, of some um, of uh, some Lovecraftian, uh, um, you know, elements as mm-hmm. well but the very end you know where where uh, holmes is telling watson about all the things that they're reading about you know and because he, he was like no 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 supernatural no 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 but well obviously now we know there is <laughs> so and he was just listing off things and all of those elements are you know represented in rippers and stuff so it was great and that, i think the the author's style i think he captured doyle pretty well like you know i i didn't know if i didn't know better i thought I, i'm i'm reading a sherlock holmes novel yeah so which i was but just not by ac doyle so no i thought it was really good so i was enjoying that and i've decided i'm going to let my blinkist subscription um expire uh, it renews next month and I'll just take those funds and throw those at an extra audiobook a month or something like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was fun. Cause I've got, you know, I think I've pretty much done Blinkist to death. Like there's only, there's only so many concepts out there and I can only read so many books on meditation, relationships, business, self-development you know but and you're boiling them all down to the key concepts and mm. a lot of the key concepts are all the same you know if it's the power of habit versus atomic habits versus change or die you know they're all the the lesson is the same so when you boil them down you get a lot of the same stuff out so um i think blinkist was a good investment i just think i've got enough out of her for now and now i'm looking to you know get some more entertainment value so mm-hmm. there you go when I do, I mean, I listen to a lot of entertainment there. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yeah, so I'm I'm enjoying my my Audible Unlimited. Well, limited, but mm-hmm. anyway, my my Audible subscription. So mm-hmm. yeah. Cool. <laughs> All right. So I have a question for you. Okay. How many different standards? use uh, are represented in the USB-C style connectors how many standards yes i don't know what you mean like well there's power involved there's, there's sure weightage of power i'm going to ask my ai assistant this question too and just get, get make sure i'm asking it properly um data standards though well just say just say standards uh, use this form factor and I'll ask, I'll tell you why I ask because, um, on my desktop. So, um, so let's see, USB-C connector. Okay. So, so now GPT is claiming, uh, that USB 2.0, USB 3.2, USB 4, Thunderbolt 3 and Thunderbolt 4, DisplayPort, HDMI, and power delivery can all go over a USB-C style connector. They like like okay. this guy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which is great until you know. So so I've got right now my desktop, my quote unquote docking station is just a USB-C cable. 
Okay. So that USB-C cable goes into a CalDigit uh, hub, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. And so that cable is feeding power to my MacBook, mm -hmm. but my MacBook is feeding data and it's, and it's feeding data to my MacBook, but my MacBook is feeding data and video, you know, well, network data, video, audio, all going back through the hub. Yeah. Okay. So the cable comes out of my MacBook, and if I had desk view enabled, you could see this, um, but the cable comes out of my MacBook, you know, straight out. Yeah, mine too. Right, so I didn't like that, so I bought a 90 degree adapter, mm -hmm. which didn't work. So I replaced it with another 90 degree adapter, mm -hmm. which also didn't work, <laughs> because I realized that that cable actually has to be a Thunderbolt cable. And I was just buying USB whatever cables to 3.2 or 4 or whatnot. Mm -hmm. So they were not supporting all the video. So I Are couldn't use those. Or passive cables. Uh, I think they're passive because I don't see any power supplies connected to them. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, anyway, supposedly any minute now, uh, Amazon will be delivering. That's what I thought was the knocking of the door because my Instacart order showed up i got a note saying we're sorry we're running late we'll be here five by 5 p.m and then 10 minutes later it was there <laughs> an hour early um so i thought it was my amazon blurry but i ordered a few what i'm hoping to be nifty 90 degree angle USB-C thunderbolt adapters mm -hmm. and all they're going to do is just change the output by 90 degrees so that I can get back a little bit of desk space because mm -hmm. sometimes those two inches make all the difference <laughs> because I have like two laptops sitting side by side. I have a personal laptop and a work laptop. Mm -hmm. And if I had two extra inches over there, I could mouse comfortably in that space but i don't so i'm constantly banging up against the thunderbolt cable not just the same old just the plain old USB-C cable aha uh -huh. and yes that is exactly what <clears throat> was said by her <laughs> so <laughs> there you go well my i have a cal digit um port expander and yep. my monitors require active USB-C um to hdmi i guess i'm moving to hdmi but it, it has to be active it won't it won't even come on if it's not an okay. active cable now when it's active cable does that mean it's got power or what does that mean exactly active cable or means that it is presenting a persistent signal over the wire at all times uh, because okay. the hdmi does not detect over a passive it doesn't detect signal being passed to it so it is constantly sending a signal to the monitor to let it know it's alive. So is that a feature of Thunderbolt and DisplayPort and HDMI, but not like USB 3, for instance? Then? I'm just wondering if maybe the problem was that I also require active cables and I did not buy those. That sounds like probably what happened. So I think it's specifically an HDMI issue. Um, okay. But the USB, so it's passing that USB. I mean, the USB is just the interface on the CalDigit side, but it's an HDMI right. function. Uh, the HDMI side needs to receive that active signal. Okay. Now, That's probably what's going on with me. Don't quote me on that. I just know that my monitors won't work without an active cable. <laughs>
I'm guessing that's probably what's going on right now. You know, it's the, so yeah. It's the price difference of a seven dollar cable for passive and an eighteen dollar cable for an active. Interesting. You know? So well, we'll we'll see when these arrive. What I get. I also bought a bunch of little adapters like these guys to go from USB A to USB C. Uh huh. And also the other way around. Hmm? Does that work? Oh yeah. Yeah, so if you have a new um, a new device, like a USB-C device, you can plug it into this and then plug this part into the legacy USB-C uh, adapt, uh, uh, outlet. Mm -hmm. So it slows, it slows it way down. Yeah, it's probably not going to be. Well, I mean, if yeah, it's probably would go up to like, well, this is black inside, so it's not blue. So it's probably an old school USB. I primarily use it just for charging. Mm -hmm. You know, but if it's a mouse or something like that. So since my MacBook has only USB-C, I also got the other versions too. So you can take old school USB-A connectors and put them into a USB-C uh, uh, outlet. Mm -hmm. So that way I can use my mouse at, on my MacBook if I wanted to, for example, mm -hmm. with a cable. So I just bought a bunch of these little guys because I, you know, up in Vermont, I have chargers all over the place, but then like I had a USB only, uh, USB C only cable and nothing to plug it into. Yeah. And I was like, ah. <laughs> so I got a little adapter. And I also bought a few um, replacement uh, outlets for the, the wall. Mm -hmm. Each one, it has the standard, you know, uh, whatever standard North American, you know, plug mm -hmm. cable uh, plug uh, for power, as well as a USB A and a USB C outlet. So every, so I'm going to throw those in the place up in Vermont, so I don't have to carry separate chargers around everywhere. It's just you got an outlet, plug yourself in, you're good. Well, cool. Well, it just so happened. So when I went to, um, I, I didn't. I didn't forget it when I went to Fiji, but I forgot it. No, I, I forgot my, my Apple charging brick. Mm -hmm. No. So my, my MacBook pro is going to be dead. Well, I had my, I had my iPad. So the iPad has a USB charger and I had an anchor biscuit that I had purchased and a higher anchor biscuit because the new iPad pro requires more power than the old biscuit from anchor. Yes. And so I bought it and my iPad's working. I'm like, well, you know what? I can, I can't charge my MacBook pro, but I can, I can maintain it. I can keep it you know, so I can use it for power. It won't charge the battery, but yes. I'm pleasantly surprised the anchor actually charged the MacBook. It probably didn't charge it as efficiently as if I had the nice block, but it did charge it. Okay. I, so I find it seems to be hit or miss. And I, I'm, I guess I'm, it, it's, I've definitely found where I could only get Apple products to charge on Apple chargers. Mm -hmm. Um, and I guess that I'm just assuming that they're just not meeting some standard, you know, with those mm -hmm. power bricks that Apple insists on or something. Mm -hmm. Um, what I did find is I have three genuine little, um, little Apple chargers and they're all the, not the tiniest ones, not the little tiny square ones, but the little slightly larger that you can yeah. break apart and put an extension cable on. Uh -huh. You know, I think, uh, I don't think those are 30 watt. I don't remember how many watts there. Not a lot of watts though. Mm -hmm. um, 
but I have three of those downstairs right now on my breakfast bar at, in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. And I've been plugging both my laptop, my Air, my MacBook Air, and my iPad in those. Yeah. And it's funny because if I'm using them both actively, I can see the battery percentage <laughs> gradually going down. It's like, oh, it's charging. <laughs> yeah. But it's That's losing. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> like my outdoor video cameras, you know, which are on on little solar panels when there's not a lot of light out. It's like, yep, yeah, it's charging, but the amount is going down. <laughs> so it's pretty funny. Mm -hmm. Um so, um, you know, but, but I'm, you know, after I leave them or I, you know, quit the zoom call, go make a cup of coffee, I come back and it's gone up a couple percent. Mm -hmm. So that was funny. So, and it was like you were, you and I were on a call before this one and my battery dropped down to about 70% while we were on that call. But now up here on the fully powered charge, I'm back to a hundred. So mm -hmm. there you go. Well, cool. So, and then you, <laughs> Did you, you had a nifty, didn't you? Or it was going to be that little uh, ninety degree adapter was one of them. Okay, yeah. And, and did I have another one? Or was I don't that know it? why I didn't. You know. Some... Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course I do. Yes, DSL returns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a... Digital subscriber Sorry. line. Yes, exactly. No, not that. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, damn small Linux um is back and let me see is it uh damnlight.org i think yes damn small d-a-m-n-s-m-a-l-l-l-i-n-u-x dot o-r-g uh damn small linux.org dsl 2024 is back so you can buy it now uh or buy it now you can download it now it has um, they've changed it over time so the initial dsl had a uh, 50 megabyte download file the iso was 50 megs now it's 700 megs seven so really still you could still well, put that on a cd that's the whole point that is the point the point is to keep a you know an, an installer that you can run on a cd and uh, right now it's um i just downloaded one right now and it's 666 megs so damn small linux um it includes it so it is based on debian so yay i'm happy you mm -hmm. know debian for the win um it comes with three graphic uh three web browsers um a word processor spreadsheet an email client pdf viewer video and audio player uh graphics editor ftp S ftp scp uh, uh quick file editor uh file manager uh, a couple different file you know, managers um and uh, lots of other things so you know it's essentially a full featured linux distribution with the smallest um you know the the smallest footprint that you can have and mm -hmm. still be fully functional now you're not gonna run like LibreOffice on this or conqueror or any of the you know the more popular software or firefox even right you know you're not gonna have or chrome those are not included in this you can you can install them after the fact yeah but those aren't included you can, so you can turn it into a great big fat linux installation you could make it damn big Linux if you wanted to. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. Um, so that was, that was, that was a nifty nifty. And the other interesting, more time-based nifty, uh, earlier this week, did you hear about Sora? I do not. 
the latest OpenAI project. Apparently, it's not available for public folks, and uh, it looks like something I don't yet have access to, um, but it is their text-to-video generator. Oh. Okay. So, I think it's DALI, but for videos, not images. Huh. Um, I've seen some pretty awesome demos. I want to get my hands on it myself and see how it actually works. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, it just sounds, it looks pretty cool. It makes like 60 second videos. So, you know, thank little video clips and stuff and it's all AI generated. So I'm, I'm curious. I'm really curious to see what it's like. So. Huh. You know, I, I haven't found a great way to use AI. I mean, I, as far as, I don't know. I just haven't found any like super awesome ways. I found some pretty mundane ways to help me speed mm -hmm. up some things, some searches and things like that. But I, I kind of feel like that it's so inconsistent, especially when it doesn't have a persistent memory. So like if I say, oh, make a video that, that looks like this, you know, take my old video and let's change that. Let's make that a unicorn instead of a mermaid. <laughs> yep. So... Uh, so another thing in, in along those lines, uh, OpenAI did just announce that um, this week that GPT will have a memory. So they are they are releasing, or I think it might already have that feature now. I haven't had a chance to to mm -hmm. explore that, but that's something they say that they just that either did just add or are adding real soon now. Is it is it going to be limited to like just the text part or? I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't recall. You know. I haven't had a chance to actually play with it myself. So I want to, that sounds, mm -hmm. you know, but uh, I'm, I'm curious. I'm curious to see what it's going to, you know, what it's going to be like. And it would be nice not to have to tell it. But, you know, again, I don't know. Well, I guess I do know. So a while ago, they allowed you to create profiles. So essentially, it's just like a sticky set of instructions ahead of time where I tell it, for instance, like, you know, I work as a CISO, I practice yoga, I'm an avid runner, I live near Boston, Massachusetts, um, address me as sir, right? You know, so I give it all those things. So every time, you know, it's like, what's the, you know, like, uh, how far away is, you know, the Amazon from Las Vegas, Nevada? And I was like, sir, and I've been judging by this, blah, 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 Las Vegas is so and so many miles, you know, blah, blah. Okay, so that's fine. Um, but that's not going to remember Nicolaitis. right you know you can <laughs> but that's not going to remember the conversations that we have yeah. Yeah. right so i guess that's the next step um so yeah i'm curious to see what um, what comes out of that mm -hmm. yeah that will be interesting all right so anyway those were my nifties there you go that is nice. um yeah so should we should we wrap from there i think we wrap it up I think we should wrap it up. So, folks, if you want to get a hold of us, you can find us at BlurringTheLinesPodcast.com. You can find Adam at SublimeComp.com or RRLavenderFarm.com. You can find me at Nicolaitis.com or YogaWithPeter.com. And a bunch of other places. <laughs> but if you want to do that, you have to buy me a, a beer. And uh, no one wants to buy me a beer. So let's just get out of here and push that big red button. All right. To contact either us or our guests, visit BlurringTheLinesPodcast.com. If you like what you're hearing, do us a solid and subscribe to our podcast 
and leave us a five-star review in iTunes, Google Play Store, or wherever you found us. 